0: Welcome back for Mum Talk Series 6, hosted by myself, Emma Jolin, mum to Amandine, who was born in September 2018. If you are new here, on this podcast I share my journey as a mum, from pregnancy to life now with a baby, sharing all the highs and all the lows. As we go through this series, I will be joined by knowledgeable guests, some experts in their field, and also mums and dads sharing their experience of pregnancy and parenthood. As always, you can trust in Mum Talk to be honest, real, and informative and provide plenty of nod along and me too moments. Wherever you may be, thank you for listening and enjoy being part of today's conversation. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Mum Talk Series 6, Episode 8. And you've got me this week, and to set the scene for you, it is nothing glamorous right now. I am sitting in my mum's guest room on her bed recording this, it is Tuesday evening, the podcast is going to go live tomorrow morning so you are literally hearing this <laughs> as close as I can to set, putting it live. Um, reason for this is I have no idea where time goes, Amandine is ill again. I literally cannot believe it woke up this morning expecting to you know get the podcast done everything sorted have a really nice day um, and she's ill so we have come down to my mum's house um, to get some fresh sea air and just get a little bit of, of a break because as you, as you guys know it has been full on with Amandine being ill and she's teething Luckily, she went down really, really well, but I think that's just because she's exhausted. We've been down to the beach, we've breathed in some really lovely, fresh sea air. We've had some sunshine today, hasn't it been amazing? If you live in the southwest, I hope you've had sunshine too. Well, if you live anywhere, actually, on the planet, I hope you've had sunshine. But... If you haven't, it's coming, it's coming, spring's almost here, it has to be here, right? Thank you all so much for your lovely messages after listening to the last couple of podcasts Um, and for my social media. So many of you are just checking in and offering words of support and I really appreciate it. I'm going to talk about Amandine's rash, but so many of you um, checked in and have still been checking in about Amandine's rash and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. So many of you sent messages saying you've had the same, it passes, and it really helped because when we woke up and the rash, it hadn't necessarily got worse, but it hadn't got a huge amount better immediately after we woke up. Um, I didn't panic because I'd li- I'd read all of your messages and I'd talked to quite a few of you about it and I just felt so much more relaxed about the whole rash. Um, and actually, seeing as I'm talking about the rash already, I might as well talk about it. So Amandine had, all of a sudden, came up in, um, essentially, hives, I guess, is, is what it is. And actually, I couldn't really find it. When I was, I was googling and googling, I was like, what the hell is this rash? And Hendrik had gone to work really, really early and I'd actually spotted what I just thought was a little bit of eczema. We went swimming... And underneath the water, you know how water makes everything seem a lot worse. Underneath the water, I just started to notice some kind of little dry patches or what I thought was dry patches on her skin. Anyway, didn't think anything of it. Um, Sorry, that was just a door closing. It's not as quiet as my house. Um, A little bit of, yeah, dry skin. And then in the morning when she woke up, so after swimming, sorry, we bathed her and I moisturised her and all of that and everything was absolutely fine, didn't really notice anything, uh, literally just thought it was eczema. Then in the morning when I woke up, rash was everywhere and it was in these huge patches. Um, so I so spoke to the doctor, called the doctor and they said, well, we can get you in at maybe like one o'clock in the afternoon. And I thought, oh God, that's just not good enough. And you know when, well, not good enough for me. I mean, I know the um, doctor surgeries and NHS are so overrun at the moment and I completely understand, especially with the whole coronavirus going on right now. But for me as a worrying mum and freaking out and literally this um, rash was spreading before my very eyes and I hated it and rashes already freak me out even when I get a rash. I'm like, what the hell is that? Anyway, so I tried to call 111 actually and couldn't get through, understandably, they're incredibly overrun right now as well, but I really couldn't get through, I hung up after about 15 minutes because I just couldn't wait anymore and there was just no point in what I was doing, just wasn't being effective and I wasn't panicking, I just didn't like what I was seeing and not all of the rash was blanching, so it was like there were two types of rashes, there was one big, like chunky, really chunky rash and then... Really small pinpricks, and it was that that I didn't like, and that wasn't really blanching. So anyway, when when I when I spoke to the doctor, um, doctor surgery, I said, "Look, what's the fastest way where we could potentially be seen?" And they said, "Well, the on-call doctor will give you a call and he'll assess, and then he'll see if you want to come in." And that's exactly what happened. So the doctor called me maybe half an hour later. And when I explained the rash to him and I explained her symptoms and everything, he asked us to go straight in and that's what we did. Luckily for us, we're five minutes from the doctor's surgery, so it was no problem. I was actually literally about to put her in the bath because um, I had been reading a little bit about, you know, a, a lukewarm bath might help for certain types of rashes, yada, yada. Uh, but he actually called just before I put her in the bath. So it was quickly close on and then out the door and off to the doctor's surgery with lots of hand sanitizer, as you can imagine right now, my God. Um, And the doctor was lovely, actually incredibly hot. He was a very hot doctor. Um, And he was so lovely and attentive and really put my mind at ease. And actually, this might sound a bit odd, but I found sometimes and, you know, I, this is definitely not a reflection on all women doctors or a judgment on all women doctors, because I know this is very much not the case. And I know I talked to a lot of you who are women doctors on here and that incredibly value your advice. But as you may have remembered, if you've been listening to the podcast from the beginning when Amaldeen was really little and I had to take her into the NHS and I saw a woman doctor and she was so dismissive and I really felt like she was almost kind of saying, oh, you know, you're a, you're a new mum, stop panicking, like... And I, I felt really um, upset when I left. And actually, I don't know if it was a male thing and him just not... I don't know how... I really don't know, actually, what it was or kind of what I'm trying to say. But he was really attentive and really kind and took lots of time checking Amandine over, checked over her mouth, nose, um, ears, eyes, checked her breathing, chest, checked all over the rashes, checked they were blanching, um, took her temperature, did absolutely everything to put my mind at ease that this was uh, very normal and, you know, if it got any worse, what I could then do. And he essentially said that he didn't really know what was causing the rash. Um, It was a viral rash, was what he thought could be an allergy. Now, turns out we had pancakes the night before, or the the day before. Um, I think it was lunchtime. And Amandine doesn't really like pancakes. She's not really a big fan. But Hendrik had put some Nutella on his, which he never, ever eats Nutella. But we had some Nutella in the cupboard. And he put Nutella on his and It suddenly dawned on me when I was at the doctor's surgery or just before that maybe he'd given a little bit of Nutella pancake to Amandine. Now, Amandine has never had hazelnuts. She's allergic to cashew nuts, as you guys know. We're still, still six months on waiting for our allergy testing. I have chased them and it's still going to be another couple of months, apparently. But she's allergic to cashew nuts, uh, quite immediate allergy. Well, actually instant allergy to cashew nuts. Um I've never, ever tried her with hazelnuts. She's fine with peanuts. She's fine with um, almonds. But could be hazelnuts, maybe. But it, again, it wasn't an uh, immediate allergy with hazelnuts. Now, everything that I've read on nut allergies say that nut allergies are normally very quick and you see very, very quickly. Um, but this wouldn't have been. This would, would have been a really good few hours and it was a slow build-up to... Allergy. if you know what I mean. Like, it was a small rash, then it grew and grew and grew and grew. There was no kind of um, clue on her face or where she ingested. Now, after having spoken to loads of you, clearly this is not always the case with food allergies, that it doesn't necessarily show around where they eat it, in their mouth or around their nose and face and cheeks and things, which is what happened with um, Amandine. So who knows? I will definitely be asking the allergy guys to test amandine for hazelnuts. In fact, I'm, I'm going to ask, ask them to test for quite a few other things like tomatoes as well. Um, but it was scary. It was really scary. I'm now lucky enough to say that the rash has pretty much 90% gone. Um, but what the doctor did say was be prepared for either the rash to get a lot worse, which it did, and it did get a lot worse where she was sitting, and apparently this happens a lot with a hive-type rash, which is what it was, Um, in that wherever there's pressure in their body, so if they're sitting, and Amandine sat in her pram a little bit after we went to the doctor's surgery, I tried to just... um, I took her for a little stroll around and bought her a new book and just tried to take her mind off it a little bit and get fresh air, and... When I then went to change her nappy, it was almost like her whole bottom was bruised. So anywhere there was pressure, um, there was a little bit of pressure on her wrist where her coat was kind of bunching in on her wrist. That was way way worse rash. Where she sucked her thumb, so again I guess like sucking pressure, that was a lot lot worse. Um, just a, a kind of yeah, a lot of places where um, she had a bit of pressure behind the knees, that kind of stuff, rash was a lot, lot worse, so I I thought that was really interesting, and um, the doctor also said be prepared maybe in the next couple of days for her to either get the sniffles, or get a cough, or a cold again, and I am assuming that's maybe what's happening now, like she woke up with a really snotty nose this morning, and a bit of a cough, and she is just, yeah, not herself, not as worse, uh, not as bad as it has been, She is still absolutely loving playing on the beach and loving seeing truffles, the dog, and uh, very, very adamant on what she wants and what she doesn't want. She's not so into her food right now. It's kind of wavering. So I'm really having to say to myself, you know, this is just a stage. It's not a big deal. It's not like she's going to never eat a vegetable again. But right now it's all about bread and butter and uh, yogurt. She doesn't even want her blueberries not really into her porridge, loving a bit of raspberries, not really wanting any milk. Uh, Yeah. So it's quite a tricky one actually at the moment, but she is, um, she's herself and that's the important thing. And that's one thing that I noticed with the rash as well. She was herself in the morning when she woke up and it was first the rash, she was not a happy bunny, really was not a happy bunny. But as the day went on, it was almost like there was nothing wrong. She did seemed very very tired and she was clearly fighting something but now it's out and the rush is over she is she's really happy in herself and by the time she went to bed actually the day we went to the doctors she um was completely herself completely herself so hopefully fingers crossed this will be a last little bout of colds i can't remember who i was talking to And I don't know if there's a theory behind this. And actually, I'm going to have a great doctor on um, the podcast in a couple of weeks, hopefully. And so I'm going to ask her. But a lot of people think there is some correlation between having a cold and then going straight into teething. Now, I don't know if if this is a thing, but maybe it's the body's response to teething. I don't know. I don't know if there's any truth to that whatsoever. But if you guys have found that and maybe thought, oh, you know, my child has a cold and then they're teething straight away, I wonder if there is a correlation there. Who knows? Who knows? Um. So yeah, her colds have been pretty shitty. Oh, lasted for ages, and obviously I got it. Um, and then who knows whether I've given Amandine a different cold or. Whether this is the viral thing, but I've been ill, or no, I mean, ill, <laughs> zapped of energy and a bit sniffly and a bit coldy. I don't know for like three weeks now, and it is getting exhausting. But we're on the home straight. I'm definitely fine now. I'm just tired, <laughs> really, really tired. But luckily, Amandine's sleep hasn't been too bothered by it. Loads of you asking if I can update you on Amandine's sleep. She. She is a great sleeper. I think we're really, really lucky in that respect. She is a good sleeper. During her cold, no one sleeps well during a cold, right? Not even us adults sleep well during a cold. So how can we possibly expect babies to sleep well when they have a cold? Um, That wasn't so great. I think she slept on me for a couple of nights or went back to that stage of um, she'd wake up at five o'clock in the morning and then I'd go pick her up and put her in my bed and then she'd fall asleep for maybe an hour and then we would just have cuddles, which... I loved and actually if I could do that every single day I would because I really miss it. I miss it so much. She's she is um eighteen months tomorrow. Is tomorrow the fourth? Yeah. She's eighteen months, so you'll be listening. She is eighteen months today. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. I, I don't understand how we've got there. And actually I saw someone I haven't seen for ages at the beach today. And they couldn't believe she was a year and a half. I can't believe she's a year and a half. She's gonna be two this year. What on earth? is that all about? (laughs) Crazy. Um, But yeah, she's sleeping really well. She's actually sleeping really well now. Um, We're still fairly strict with her routine, although she is going to bed a bit later at the moment. And what we found with her going to bed later, she wakes up earlier. If she goes to bed at kind of dead on seven, she'll wake up either dead on seven or half past seven. But um, if she goes to bed at maybe 8, quarter past 8, she'll wake up at like 6.30. It's the strangest thing, because you'd think she would still sleep her 12 hours or something, but no. She wakes up earlier. So it's a bit odd. So we're trying to pull that back, but I'm I'm also trying to change to put her dinner a bit later. So she normally always had dinner at 5.30. I was really quite strict about that. And she picked up on the time and she was very happy with that time. She'd come over at like literally dead on 5.30 and go yum yum and stand by her high chair. But I'm trying to, to, to delay it a little bit. So we're now starting to eat around six, quarter past six, just because the days are so light, so much lighter now in the afternoon and I really don't want to feel like I need to be home for 5.30 so I can give her dinner. I want to be able to think, oh, we can stay out a little bit longer because the afternoons are really short already. I don't know if you guys find this, if you've got little ones around Amandine's age, but, you know, they have a nap, maybe you know, I don't know, 12.30 till 2.30 or till two or maybe one till three, which Amandine does a lot. By the time I've got her back up and dressed and we've had a snack, it's like quarter to four, maybe even four o'clock. And then there's no time to do anything. (laughs) If I'm meant to be giving her dinner in an hour and a half, there's just, there's no time to go anywhere. We live kind of country. So by the time I've gone, you know, to the beach or, um, you know, into town, that's just not even doable because that's like 40 minutes away. But if I've gone to the beach and it's 20 minutes and then hung out at the beach for a bit and then come back 20 minutes, that's you need to like two, two and a half hours to do anything. So it's quite tricky. Um, so yeah, for every nap, lots of you have been asking if we're still changing Amaldine into her PJs, and actually we do because she just sleeps so much better and every time I've put her down in her clothes or I've put her down um kind of half pjs half not she just hasn't slept as well so I yeah I kind of like to know what I'm getting and I kind of feel like if I put her in her pjs then she'll sleep well so we do, I don't think she likes it very much now, she's kind of thinking, why am I having to get changed on my clothes all the time, Uh, so I think I might start to try again, in the summer it'll be easier because it'll be a bit warmer and she'll just be in like maybe a t-shirt and a pair of leggings or a long sleeve t-shirt and a pair of leggings and with that I can just put her straight into her sleep suit, oh my goodness, sleep suits right, they are so expensive! so expensive, so I bought all of Amundine's grow bags, um, apart from some, we were, we were very, very kindly gifted from the grow company, which has now been bought from, by Tommy Teepee, um, and the, it's the ones I bought, I bought in a sale, and I bought her, uh, I don't know, are they like 6 to 18 month ones, I bought two lots of 6 to 18 months, a one and a half tog and a two and a half tog in the sale, and I think they both cost me £30 total for two, right? And I love them. They are ones you can use in the car. So they have a the little bit for the buckle of the car seat to come through. And we use them all the time when we travel. Now, the only ones that I've found that have a clever system like this are Mori. It's £50. And that's even with 20% off. £50 for a grow bag. Which... I find rather extravagant. I don't know if anyone else is with me on this, but that seems rather a lot of money for a sleep bag. So I think what we might have to do is just get her some fairly basic sleep bags and which are fine, which will totally do the job, and then just give her a blanket when we travel in the car. I'm assuming that's what we're going to do because I'm not spending £50 on a, on one sleep bag when I'm going to need two and the two and a half tog is going to be out of the window because it's going to be summer soon. Um, yeah, so no. And I'm also going to look at second hand and see if I can get some second hand. but I at the moment can't find a travel sleep bag secondhand. If anyone has found one then let me know please because <laughs> um, I, I really really like buying second hand stuff and actually some of my favourite clothes for Almondine are all second hand and I love them um, we unfortunately don't really get hand me downs since I'm the first in our family to have a bubba whereas my sister when she flippin' hurries up and has babies um, she'll get all of our hand me downs I'm going to save them all for her <laughs> um, okay what else can I talk to you about so I guess that's sleep um, Amaldine still loves a routine. She still loves a routine. She's very effective with like times. I don't know if that's the right word, but forgive me. It's 10 to nine. Um, yeah, she loves a routine. She loves her, you know, timings. Okay. I'm going to move on. What else can I tell you about walking? yeah thank you to those of you who messaged about her walking um she's getting way better so we kind of stripped it down a little bit at home we have tiled floors as you guys know and we had been getting into the habit of putting her in her little slippers because we didn't want her to get cold feet. And when I mean we have tarred floors, we don't have underfloor heating. It is cold on the feet. I wear slippers and socks. It is yeah, really cold on the feet. And I didn't I know we adjust, but it just felt a little bit cruel that Hendrik and I were walking around in lovely cozy cozy slippers and socks and at Amandine we expected her to be bare feet. And you know when your feet are cold it kinda of just radiates up through your body um anyhow we would have taken those off and embraced our barefootness um, and I think that's really helping so she obviously doesn't wear shoes in the house she never has and it's just been really really soft slippers and very rarely socks actually because of the slippy floor but she is now starting to be a little bit more steady on her feet, but I also, not not steady on her feet, but her, her toes are bending a little bit better, but I also think that's just time, she's getting used to walking, she's getting used to gripping with her toes, um, she's becoming a lot faster and agile on her feet, she's turning round loads, and you know, she's starting to run off, she's walking on the pebbles outside, not barefoot, but she's walking on the pebbles outside, and it's just, um, It's really lovely to see, actually. It's really, really nice. And she's now walking without my hand. I think the last time I was talking about her walking, she was walking very much with my hand. But now she's very independent, Miss Independent. And we actually go to Darts Farm quite a bit. And literally, she knows that place so well. We walk in and she just lets go of my hand. And then she's off. Um, It's quite amusing, actually. So it's really, really lovely to see. She's really finding her inner confidence. But my goodness, is she becoming sassy. Wow. Oh, wow. She is so chirpy. And I love that she's chirpy because we've been through kind of a really quiet stage. And, um, but now my goodness, she is finding her sass and she's starting to learn the word no. And a lot of things are no, (laughs) a lot of things are no. So and she, I think she now starts to understand if she says no, we're reacting to it. And so she'll say no. And then we're like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, don't worry. When actually we possibly should be saying, well, actually, no, Amaldine, we, we maybe do need to do this, um, in a nice, gentle parenting manner. But yeah, she's very sassy. I think if some of you could see her, you would, um, you'd crack up. It is really funny. She's been having quite a few outbursts as well, which I really do believe are just, you know, all of these emotions that they're starting to feel in their body and they just don't quite know how to handle them and how to, you know, put them out into the world, which, you know, I, I'm just getting to grips with that at the age of 32. So I can't expect my one and a half year old to know how to put her emotions out into the world. Um, But she is having some serious little outbursts at the moment. And at the moment, Hendrik and I are trying to just not necessarily pick up on them. Um, Sometimes I'll go over and I will just say really calmly to Amandine, right, Amaldine, let's have a little chat. What's going on? And when I approach her in a really calm manner like that, and I almost try to drum up a conversation with her to encourage her to talk to me, but, you know, obviously not talk to me because she's not talking, talking like that yet. It's almost like she takes a deep deep breath and she realises, okay, mummy's here, mummy's going to chat to me, Mummy's going to make this better, that kind of thing. Um, but sometimes not so much. And so we just try to not ignore it, but just not necessarily interact with it and just keep going with what we were doing. Um, but I do prefer to acknowledge it and I do prefer to just go over to her and take a minute and just talk. And actually when she's, a lot of this, a lot of this, these outbursts happen when she's in the high chair, actually. Um, But when she's having an outburst and she's on her feet, I drop down to her level and I just get really close to her and I have a little whisper next to her ear in a really, really calm, gentle manner and just kind of say, Avantine, what's going on? Um, And that seems to really, really help as well which is quite nice or i give her a little task and she might be freaking out about something and i will i don't know give her a pen and say annanzie would you just go and take this pen to papa please and help mummy?" and she does and that kind of gets her out of her little funk which um which is really cute it's really cute i love it when she's helped but she's so helpful she is so so helpful it's lovely i'm sure she's going to grow out of it but right now it's lovely and she's really really helpful. Um she takes yeah, she takes things back. She will go and fetch her wellies and then she'll bring them out and she'll play with them. She loves wearing her wellies on her hands and she kind of walks around a bit on all fours. It's very funny to watch. And then I'll say, Ameline, would you go and take your wellies back into the boot room, please? And she'll just trundle along, put her wellies down, and then come back up. It's very, very cute. Very cute. We've bought her a scooter, <laughs> which I think is really um possibly a bit early. But we bought her a scooter, we bought her a mini micro and it is really cute we've taken it a few times to Exmouth and we've been caught out a few times in rain showers where we've literally bombed it back to the car, sat in the car for the rain to go and then gone back out again um, but she's just starting to learn that you've got to put your foot down because at the moment is just whizzing her around on this scooter and it's really cute with both her feet on, it's really funny Um, but we saw one lovely lady who has her kids on scooters and she was saying that her daughter started just about 18 months and she's now two and she's loving it and she's going so fast. Excuse me. And it's really freaking her out. So on one hand, I'd love Amandine to be able to do it because it's really fun. It looks really fun. I would totally have an adult scooter, but I think Hendrik would kill me. Um, and, but, um, yeah, she... On the other hand, sorry, losing my train of thought. On the other hand, I feel like you're too young. You're only a year and a half. What are you doing? You shouldn't be scootering around. You're barely walking. But yeah, she is so cute. Okay, what else can I talk? Oh, she loves chocolate. She literally blew our mind. Every day she blows our mind on what she can just put together. So Hendrik bought a Kinder Surprise Rabbit Easter rabbit, um, from our local shop because he's a real sucker for Kinder chocolate. And we were upstairs yesterday. Amaline Amaldine woke up from her nap, and Hendrik said, "Do you want a snack?" And she said, "Yeah," <laughs> which is what she does. Yeah. And he said, "Would you like chocolate?" And she goes, "Yeah, lapin, lapin, chocolate, lapin." <laughs> and she'd associated that we'd bought a chocolate rabbit um it was crazy absolutely crazy it's just they are it's just they're growing up so fast every single day they're growing into their little characters and it's just unbelievable to see it's amazing absolutely amazing okay i'm going to talk about um conceiving that's the last topic i want to talk to you guys about actually is conceiving because to have lots of messages about this as well and how I'm doing and how I'm tracking it and what I am doing, um, to help myself. So I am extremely lucky in that one of my closest friends is an amazing acupuncture therapist. Now I have never had acupuncture before, aside from one time on a, uh, yoga training that I was doing and we all laid down and we all had a needle in um, on our brow, on that section in between your eyebrows and I couldn't basically feel a thing but it was fine, I'm not lover of needles but I'm okay with them, like I'm totally fine with them anyway, my lovely friend said to me come and have a treatment uh, once you're finished on your period and I think I was talking to you guys was I talking to you guys last, last time when I was on my period and I just got I think so I think so. Um, Anyway, and she said, come in then. So just after I finished my period, I went to go and see her last week and, oh my God, it was amazing. I don't quite know what she did, but it was so good. And then she was burning this, uh, I can't even remember what it was called, but she was doing it over my tummy and over where the needles were and it literally felt like I was sunbathing. It was that same kind of heat that penetrates from the sun and it just... You feel like your bones are being warmed—that kind of heat—and I hadn't—I hadn't felt that heat in such a long time since basically last summer, Um, and it was just amazing. And I felt so lovely after it. I'm going again this week. I can't wait. I—I I cannot wait. I'm going again this week. So, I—I yeah, I think I only had four needles. I'm sure she'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I only had four needles, um, and she was burning this stuff and we were just talking and we're really good friends anyway and I think this is the first time we'd ever seen each other from, well without, I mean aside from being pregnant but since we've had kids this is the first time we would seen each other without our kids and it was just really really lovely and I felt so safe with her. Um, DM me if you want her details because I haven't actually told her that I'm going to talk about this on the podcast So if you are local to Exeter area um, or even Devon, really, I would totally recommend that you go do this, especially if you are trying to conceive. So DM me and I will send you her details. Um, But she's brilliant and works out of a gorgeous, gorgeous um, clinic, really gorgeous clinic uh, in Topsham and yeah, super, super easy to go. And it was just the best thing. So I'm doing that now. I don't know um if this is going to wouldn't it be amazing if I got pregnant after my acupuncture how cool would that be um but who knows I'm not I'm not putting any pressure on that I'm tracking so I'm still using the natural cycles app now but I'm also using ovulation sticks so I'm using the um I actually bought some fairly cheapo ones from Boots which are literally just the sticks and then they have like the lines on and, uh, I don't know, I just, I didn't really find that great to use, I found it quite hard actually, well, not hard, but not very easy to use, so I bought another pack of the, what are they called, oh my god, it's that not, you know, it's it's the normal brand, like, clear, clear blue, I don't think that's the brand, is it, but, you know, you know the brand, there's like a, um, it's a digital stick, holder thing and then you unwrap a stick you plug it in and then you pee on it and then five minutes later it gives you a either just a circle which is no fertility or a flashing smiley face which is high fertility or a solid smiley face which is peak fertility. Now when I did it last month I never got a peak fertility so I don't know if I just didn't ovulate or if I missed it or who knows. Um This Time, I have currently had th- two days of high fertility. So, I don't know. The natural cycles app said I was ovulating today. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We are just trying to marry the two together and you know, doing the deed, as one might say. Um, but yeah, that's that's I'm just trying to keep really calm about it and not. Get worried about it, not get rushed or frustrated because I think it's really quite easy to do that, isn't it? um and like I said in the podcast a couple of weeks ago, just coming to terms with things will be a little bit different than what I imagined, but I know after that podcast and after so many of you messaging saying that you're in exactly the same boat that you know you you conceived really easy first time around and this time around is actually being a little bit more challenging so i have to say hearing your stories um has made me feel that i'm not alone on this journey of um trying to conceive a second time so that's what i'm doing i'll obviously keep you very updated very, very updated. Um, but that's, that's all I've tried at the minute is acupuncture. And I'm just trying to keep really healthy. I have actually started doing, as you guys have seen, um, Joe Wicks, uh, body coach workouts, um, on YouTube, they're 20 minutes. And I think this for me is actually more of a mental health thing because, um, I haven't done exercise in such a long time or that, that kind of exercise that, like, you know, I love to walk and hike and, um, the occasional jog, but the kind of exercise that really gets your heart pumping and it's quick and it's easy and it's done. And, you know, you don't, you don't have to spend like an hour doing a hike, you know, that kind of thing. So it's just on YouTube and he's just launched actually a brand new seven day challenge, which I'm doing, but I didn't do today mainly because... I'm at my mum's, but I'll get back on it tomorrow, and it's great, you can just turn on the TV, go to YouTube, find the workout, 20 minutes, he doesn't waffle, he just gets on with it, he does it with you, you can copy, he chats all the way through, and it's just really nice, and really personable, and, um, I think he's a great guy, I think he's a great guy, and, uh, I follow him for the weaning stuff that he does with, um, Charlotte Sterling Reed, who is just amazing, and, uh, that's what got me to thinking oh well I'll just do his stuff and it's it's really really helping me and I think that feeling a little bit stronger and um is not is just making me feel a bit better yeah making me feel a bit better and nicer and happier I guess and that is pretty much it on a little update for you which isn't so little is it 35 minutes in but I hope you've enjoyed listening to today. Um, I really hope to have some guests on for the next couple of episodes. Uh, I'm just trying to find, <laughs> I've had to couple, uh, cancel loads of recordings because of poor little Amaldine being ill, um, and also me being poorly. So that's why there haven't been so many guests on. So I apologize, but I know you guys actually, all of you pretty much asked, did, asked for more me and more updates on this series, so that's what you're getting whether you like it or not that's what you're getting um but I really hope to have a brilliant doctor on I'm gonna have um tohova on who's just written a book who uh I'm yeah hopefully gonna get her on too well she she is coming on she reached into my dms um, to come on and talk about her hilarious book called um f star i don't want to say it out loud in case your kids are listening but the f word at 40 and who else is planning on coming on yeah really hoping to try and get a weaning expert on because loads of you guys have weaning questions which um i'd like to get answered for you but that my lovely lovely listeners is the end of today's podcast if you have any questions then please 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 DM me mum talk podcast Instagram I know I'm absolutely pants on Instagram right now but it just um, isn't isn't happening for me right now in that my focus is on amaldine and you guys don't want to see a sick baby and I stop really doing much it's just not very fun for you um so I will try and keep sharing as much as I can find when I actually go on Instagram, which isn't very much. But as you know, I've also talked about that under mental health side of things. Um, And I'm not a natural sharer uh, behind video. I'm a natural sharer when it comes to talking, as you can tell by my waffle. So I really am going to go now and let you enjoy the rest of whatever you are doing today. I hope you have a lovely, lovely day. Reach out, DM me, Mum Talk Podcast, or DM me at Emma Jolan, whichever one you follow, And you can also email me at mumtalkpodcast at gmail.com. As always, if you have a minute and you haven't yet, please would you review it? We haven't had um, a reviews in a while and it keeps iTunes... uh, It keeps letting iTunes know we're there if you review it. So if you really value the podcast, and I know so many of you do from the amount of DMs that I get every week, please would you mind popping maybe your dm that you were going to send me pop it onto itunes reviews instead and that way lots and lots of people can find the podcast a little bit easier um, because you are lifting it up in the awareness charts don't really know how itunes works because i don't do it for that as you guys know anyway lots of love to you all have a lovely rest of your wednesday or week whenever you're listening and i will catch up with you next week Lots so of love. Bye.